This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm super glad that you're here. We provide reflection and connection for the high-achieving woman. So obviously, the podcast episode you're listening to by yourself. So the connection you can find at badasswomenscouncil.community. Come on in and join us. All right, here we go. I'm not coming down. Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. I'm super glad that you're here. Today, we have on the show one of my bestest friends, Mrs. Courtney Warren, otherwise known as Courtney Simkus, for those of you Indianapolis peeps. And Courtney and I discuss discuss living with intention, living with the chaos that comes with growth, and my new summer experience that Courtney jumped into called Your Best Summer Ever. And it's just a fun little chat. And I think you're going to love it too. Here we go. I'm not coming down. Courtney Warren, how are you? So good. So good. You always are so good. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good as well. And friend of the show, been, been, been a guest before, but you have a new last name. I do. I for do. our longtime listeners, Courtney, previously known as Simkus. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Simkus. Yeah. Now, now Mrs. Warren, if you're following along on TikTok or someplace else, um, it's always fun to hang out with you. I mean, we're friends. We hang out a lot, which is why this podcast has come to be because of a conversation we were having over some cocktails the other night. Um, As we do. (laughs) As we do. We were celebrating. We were celebrating. You've got a lot of amazing things in your life, but because you have a lot of amazing things in your life, including a ton of changes and transitions, you could in fact be overwhelmed by all the goodness in your life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's, it's been, a, it's been a bit of a busy, uh, year, 15 months and it's not slowing down. So absolutely. Well, that's what growth is not slowing down. We don't, that's right. We don't, we don't do that well, but for those who maybe are just joining into your life story, tell us about the last year. Tell us about some of the changes. I mean, these aren't little changes. What's been going on for the last year. Yeah. So, um, it's been a, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. So, uh, it's, I guess, I, I, well, I met the man of my dreams, um, in 2020. So while COVID was that was, that whole year was really, really awful for so many and, uh, continues to be awful and the ramifications of it, there absolutely were some silver lining moments. And I was blessed to have found one of those and finding, uh, my person. And, um, we got engaged in, April of 2021. And from there, the, the wheels have just not stopped moving. So uh, we bought and we both sold our homes. We moved into a house together. All of that occurred in May and June of last year. Oh, and um, 
for the, you know, not, you know, not just the real estate aspect of it, managing to pull together. There he is. There is the man of your dreams. There he is. Yes. Um, not just managing the real estate aspect of it, but uh, merging houses includes merging four children, three dogs, and two cats. So uh, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, and we still planned our wedding on top of it. <laughs> so um, we, all settled into the house last year. I'm pretty sure the summer last year, I'm not even sure what was happening. It really was a blur in every way. Um, and we ended up planning our wedding and getting married in October. So by the time I got to the end of October, um, exhaustion was like the, the, the norm, the state of the world and everything I was used to. And, um, but all just for such great reasons and, and so much happiness and joy and, and all of that continues. Um, so yeah, so that's a little bit of the personal side of what's been going on in the in the world. Let, let the- me let me pause as as a friend <laughs> and a um, spectator participant of that time of your life. <laughs> when you got married to Ryan, you had been living with your mom and your daughter, three generations living together, which was always beautiful, and I loved that being a part of that chapter of your story. But I remember a day last summer as the move was starting to get real. And it it went from this, oh my gosh, he's the man of my dreams. I'm so excited. And all of us were just like, oh my gosh, we love him. You know, I don't care if you're, how old you are. You're still a seventh grade girl when your girl's happy and you're (laughs) excited and you're all like doing the sleepover, jumping up on the bed kind of feeling. Right. And then your mom and I are standing at the old house and we're looking around and there is shit everywhere. And you're trying mm-hmm. to think about how to merge even, I, I was, I was the, the, I enjoyed being the benefactor of an additional uh, power sprayer that was no longer <laughs> necessary as you merged three households. Cause there were three, power take sprayers, it. So, take it all. So you got one, Rita got one. I got one. It was great. But I remember just Rita and I, your mom standing there looking at it thinking, this is the juxtaposition of joy and happiness also needs an execution <laughs> something. And, and that's just part of life and reality. But mm-hmm. what I love about you and the way that you live so intentionally is you knew you just had to get through it. It literally was like a, we're just, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to get too overwhelmed. We're just going to keep making one step forward every single day. But then you got to the point where like, okay, I can't let myself normalize this level of stress and busy. Like you had yeah. a moment where you're like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, you know, I think there, there had been other times in my life where I had those moments too. And I, I think back to a time when I had, um, I had moved into a new role at my you know, company I'd been with for years, um, moved into a new role and I kept hearing everybody in the organization. Um, we were going into a really, really busy time of year and it was where like for two months, it was going to be absolute hell just getting through you know the day-to-day the the volume of work that had to be done and the spirit and um resolve of the team I was leading at the time I'm just extraordinary but I just kept hearing people talk about like dread of like 
you know, when this is over two months from now, when this is over three months from now, we get to the end of it, then life can start up again. And I had around that same time found this article. It was called, it was a Harvard Business Review and it was, it was talking about nectar lists. And it just like hit me like a ton of bricks because everybody knows about bucket lists and things you want to do before you die. But we don't really talk about like nectar lists, like the things that bring you a ton of joy like that you're really grateful for. And it's the day-to-day stuff. It's like, you know, the, in the morning when I get to sit outside, I know you and I share this, like sitting outside, drinking coffee in the morning and listening to birds chirp and like being able to absorb nature. Like it Heart is one of those, <laughs> right. Um, and that's like a nectar list moment. Like, in, and just being really, you know, able to, you know, no matter how bad the suck is of whatever it is you're going through and however long that's going to last, like being able to just like acknowledge the things that bring you joy in those moments and the things that like you're really grateful for. And so going through a lot of that transition last year, there certainly were days where, you know, while there was much joy to be had and much gratitude to be had, but there were also a lot of moments of like, can this just be over? And um, I'm, I'm glad that I, I think more about those nectar moments in that time than I do about the, the moments where I wanted to wring my husband's neck because he, you know, the box would move from here to here and not get emptied and more things would, pile, you know, like things that really don't matter <laughs> in the time. They matter. When you're but, living here, mm-hmm. barely keeping up, then, then yeah, here being hand signals, drowning hand signals. But, <laughs> right. and, and that is the way growth works right? Mm -hmm. You very rarely have growth and enjoy a next level of this is so great without some pain and suck and discomfort, whether it's nature or us, whatever goes through that discomfort. So I love the nectar list idea. What just, what are other things on your nectar list as examples for people to think about? Oh, I might want a nectar list. What, what is it? Yeah. So, you know, some of the things that have shown up for us, like we have um, this summer, we have a couple of our, our boys have lacrosse tournaments and, you know, I'm not, I'm not super outdoorsy. I'm also not a super sportsy kind of chick. <laughs> for those of you that don't know me, <laughs> those of you that do completely understand that. Um, but I'm just not like well, outdoorsy for me is like sitting on a patio at three o'clock on a Friday, having a cocktail, like that's outdoorsy for me. So um, but, but something that I, I really started cherishing and I'm really looking forward to this summer is sitting on the lacrosse fields and watching these boys play like it, the, the, the just absolute passion that they feel for the game. The fact that like all of the, I mean, just the way that people hype around it, like I have, I loved it last summer. I am so looking forward to that this summer. So those kinds of things can be, you know, nectar moments daily we take our dogs for a walk around this big pond that we have in our neighborhood and i i cherish just the time just the serenity of that quiet time just walking three crazy dogs around the neighborhood trying to keep them from eating other dogs but it's stuff like that that it's like in the daily moment where you can you know i've i had friends in in, in that former role i we 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 shared a lot of the nectar list moments uh, across our teams. And I remember people saying, you know, just getting to take your kid outside when the sun was shining and push them on a swing. Like that can be a nectar moment. Going to your favorite summer concert this summer can be a nectar moment. So they happen daily. They happen weekly. You can in the, get to the end of a week and think back and go, gosh, what, what were some of those moments that I really just felt like in my jam and it, you can have them in work too. And I think it's just be, being really intentional about looking for them. Um, Cause otherwise the franticness of, you know, 
we have four kids and managing all of their calendars and schedules this summer and like making sure we get people to where they need to be on time and pick up on time. Oh, and we both work full time. So like you could get obsessed about like, how are we logistically going to do that? Or like, where can we find the joy in it? So that's something that has always resonated with me the way that you live life is you think of intentionally about looking for those moments. You're not waiting for somebody to knock on the door and go, I have a great moment for you, Courtney. You, you are searching them out and you, you, you are very in tune to your human needs. And you have even recognized from time to time where you have become so out of whack. Um, work has just driven you so far where you'll be like, Nope, I got to take a break. I, I can't yeah. do this. And you'll just, you know, take some time off and, and get away. You're, you're really good at acknowledging your humanity. And because of that, you are great at connection. So when, when you know yourself so well, you have such greater empathy for the story of others. And so that's the thing that is so great about the way that you manage your career. You base it on connection more so than control. Of course, we need to control yeah. things in the business, but I find where people struggle, especially in the summer, where there's a shift in schedules and all the things that those that enjoy it more see it about connection and opportunity for connection. And those that struggle and are frustrated and sometimes even hate it are those that are a bias towards, I got to control all the things. And that's just not possible. Yeah. Well, it's, not only impossible, it's exhausting. And the the recipe for burnout and just being miserable. And, you know, one thing I've, I've always believed is life is very short and you just have to take it as it comes and enjoy it as you can. Speaking of connection, how has it been merging um, households and the whole Brady Bunch syndrome that y'all are <laughs> going through? How's, how's that going? So it's, this summer is, it, it feels like last summer was merging personalities and people trying to figure out, you know, who's, you know, like, can I eat this in the refrigerator? To, like, do I have to ask rules? permission to, what yeah. are the rules? Like, what can I, like, what do I do? How do I function in this new environment? Oh, and you know, we have a new sibling or uh, as my daughter has three new siblings, like how, what are their personalities like? And, um, you know, that was a, a lot of what we were experiencing last summer. And this summer, it's like, I think like knock on wood so far is it doesn't feel like everybody's still getting to know each other. It's, um, kids grabbing each other and going on bike rides and, um, enjoying each other and fighting with each other, you know, all the normal things like so-and-so, you know, ate something that I wanted to eat and it, it was mine in the refrigerator. So like the fighting is like show it, it's proof to me that life is normalizing. And so, um, I, I embrace that in, in that as well, but it's going really well. That's how you know that you're doing it right there. You've got, some, <laughs> you've got some fighting, right? People feel safe mm -hmm. enough to yeah. give somebody crap about eating their cheese or their <laughs> Snickers bar or whatever it was. <laughs> right. George ate all the watermelon again, like whatever. <laughs> and that's the other thing that's so beautiful about y'all's blended family is that each one of those kids have very different interests and personalities and styles. And I love being in your home because it just feels like everybody's honoring those differences in a, in a beautiful way. Oh, I I think you might be giving them a little more credit. <laughs> I think they're well, trying. You and, Ryan, you and Ryan are honoring those differences in a beautiful way. We'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> 
So the last time we celebrated something, it was now you're adding, okay, you got the family transition. Now you're adding job transition. You've done family integration. You've got the thing that is also, I, I think bears conversation with you today is you're always seeking growth. So the nectar moments are feeding you which from a nature perspective, we are all just energy, right? We're more like houseplants mm-hmm. than we are machines, right? I always say we're not a machine here to produce. We're a human here to be valuable and have impact. And we are more like nature than we are treating ourselves like machines and control. And you are constantly seeking opportunities for growth, for yourself, for the people around you. Talk about that. Like, I think it's so inherent to you that you don't, I know you don't think about, oh, I'm a very growth oriented person or maybe, (laughs) I don't know, but talk about that phenomenon and and what, what would you want people to hear about being growth minded and always seeking opportunities? Uh, So I, I think you're right. I don't, I I think at this point in my life, I don't um, necessarily have to like wake up and be purposeful in like, what am I doing to grow today? Because I've been doing that for so long intentionally uh, that it's, it's kind of like, did I get enough water today? Am I like moving things forward? It's, it's part of just how I function. And I would say, yeah, I was really lucky um, early in my career and in my life, um, you know, even as a child of just, you know, having people seeing me more than I ever saw in myself and people saying, you know, you, there's really nothing you can do, you can't do, or that you can't accomplish. And also people that would share with me, like, you're never really done. Like, like, and to me, like being done is like being dead. So like, I'm glad, I'm glad I had that, like people like pouring that into me because I, I just, I always feel like, you know, regardless of the, the level of leadership I've been in or, you know, the level of size of teams and places I've worked at, whatever that is, like, I, the, I think the, the older I get and the, and the, the, the more advanced, you know, my career gets, I find the more I, I crave, what can I do to be better? Because I do firmly believe that it isn't really about me. It is, it is about the people I serve and the teams that I lead, the, the, the family I have, the, the, the friends around me, like it is like, if I'm better, they're better. And it's my job. Like it's, it's to own that within me, that energy within me, that, that mindset within me, because, you know, if God's pointing something at me that I need to hear or need to see, it may not be for me. And the, and to, to welcome and receive that information so that, you know, two weeks later, if something pops up with a friend of mine, that's experiencing something like I, I can draw on something quickly and like, Hey, I don't know that I saw this thing and it didn't hit me, but maybe this is what you need to see. You're here right now. And, um, I'm just, I'm really grateful for all the people early in my life and career that said, you're just continue to, to continue to seek out knowledge and seek out, um, your own development. Um, and the, and the further you get the, like, don't ever be done. Like done is dead. <laughs> so Done is dead. I love that. We'll hashtag that one. <laughs> and I have had people say to me before when there've been, you know, opportunities like Rise and Thrive or, or something else that I'm doing, well, you know, either I've already Good. done the work or my, my people have already done the work. And I always think, oh, that's so sad because that yeah. means you've just decided to stop growing really. So, yeah. but again, the thing that you, <laughs> you've just illustrated and you don't even realize you do it a lot of times you do 
you gather information and resources and things. And it's like, you always have this like backpack full of connections (laughs) and resources. And no matter what kind of casual conversation or work conversation, inevitably within that, you'll say, Hey, either have you read this book or maybe you should be introduced to this person, or I saw this thing. And, and to me, that is when you have, you have created the mindset of connections so deeply that control just seems fruitless in like shrinking and dying because if you're not open mind, open heart, open hands, as I'd like to say, then you lose the opportunity for you to grow or you to give somebody a resource where they could grow. It's just like, here it is. Who, who, who wants some? I gathered some things right. up for us today, whether it's using <laughs> crackers and champagne on a tray when I get to your house or a book recommendation or a connection, you, you are constantly gathering the things that others might need. Yeah. Well, whether it's the Enneagram seven in me or the, the connector stimulator from Marcus Buckingham's work, like that, that whole side of things, it's, it's hard to turn it off. I don't know if I can. Don't please (laughs) don't, don't, which I was so excited when I started, um, I put out the marketing for a new program that I have an experience I have called, um, your best summer ever. Mm -hmm. Me too. (laughs) You, you, you have been first jumping into things so many times in my life. I'll put out, Hey, do you want to do this? Boom. You signed up. And what struck me when you signed up first, the minute I put out the first marketing was this is a woman that we talk all the time. You could easily derive, uh, you know, whatever I'm going to put into this, this program, just over champagne and cheese on any given Friday night. But you are so intentional that you said to me, well, I started to share it. And then I thought I want it too. What was it about that, that grabbed you? Yeah. So the moment I saw it, I thought you're right. I mean, I, there's, there's times because we've, you know, been so deeply involved in each other's lives. I mean, you officiated my wedding, you know, (laughs) my husband and I very, very well. And did an amazing job, by the way, PS, if you ever need an officiate. <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, there's, there's so much of the work that you do that speaks to me. Um, for example, like when your book came out, like there's a lot that I, I hear a lot of what you say. I mean, we talk a lot about um, the way that your mind works, the way your book development, the way that everything about, you know, who you are and how you, how you lead and how you serve that, I feel like, gosh, I know, I know Rebecca, almost like I know him at the back of my hand and, and, and still every moment I learned something new all the time from you and, or I'm challenged to think about myself in a, in a way that I hadn't really in, in the past or in a, in a conversation. And so when you put out the program, um, and, and I experienced all of that in your book, by the way, when I was reading things, I was like, yeah, there were certain things that I was familiar with and stories, but there were certain things I was like, damn, where, <laughs> where is she holding that from? Like, where is, <laughs> she had that on lockdown for a while. But um, when this program came out, I thought to myself, listen, I, I have it just, I, the one thing I've been feeling for a few months now, maybe a little bit longer than that, um, in the inertia of life and change that I had experienced last year. And, you know, I'm actually, you know, moving into a new opportunity, um, back at ADP uh, again, which I'm super excited about, like all of the, the things of life. Um, the one thing that I've, um, 
I've always prided myself in being is very goal oriented and, and mission, you know, kind of personal mission driven. And there, there have been a few moments lately in the fa- in the last few months where I felt almost a little bit like, what am I really getting up and working towards every single day? And I, and I would, I would say that there's a, a good healthy balance sometimes of being super goal oriented and not. And as somebody that has been at an extreme level of goal focus, um, I'm not encouraging myself to get back to that, but there is a, a, you know, for me, there is a healthy, like what's coming up in the next 12 months, two years, five years, like, you know, with my, with my husband, like we're establishing our, our personal financial, you know, long-term goals. Um, and I, I saw what you are putting out with your best summer yet as a way for me to really get honed back into like, who am I? Like what, you know, through all the life's events that have, have changed for me over the last 15, 18 months. And, you know, this next season of my life, like, how can I really like dial that in to say, okay, it's not just about me and my daughter now. It's about like our lives together, our children's lives together, our future. Um, And it's also about the immediate here and now. And if I'm not really careful, like we will get to school starting on August 15th before we even blink an eye. And I don't, while I have good tools like Nectar List concepts and looking for those kinds of things, like I know I just want to be I, I want some more reflection and and more like practical application of like how am I living my most intentional life this summer and that's that's what I was looking for so Yay. excited about it and that's that is the the premise of of the program is that I'm going to give you the tools and the framework for you to look at you so it's not about me teaching you something. It's not about me saying, here's the way to live your life. It's here's a structure and a framework that each week you'll have journal prompts that you can use for that quiet time in nature. You'll, you'll have the opportunity to, to learn some of the concepts around um, being intentional versus habitual, uh, connection versus control, the things that we've talked about today, but just having those journal prompts and having those downloadable workbooks, I think is the kind of ease that a busy badass woman deserves in the midst of the chaos. And and my, I love the story about how this all came to be of the best summer ever started when my kids were probably, I don't know, five and eight. And I remember feeling that sense of overwhelm that my kids were going to get shorted a great summer because they had a working mom. And I had this belief that the kids that got to go to the pool with their moms that stayed home had a better summer than mine who went to quote unquote camp known as summer daycare. Um, and that I was getting it all wrong and I was missing out. And it was a really challenging time. Now we call it burnout. I don't know what we called it then, but I just felt it. Survival. Survival. (laughs) And I just thought, damn it. I, I, again, I don't want another summer to just whiz by and me to think we missed another one or even worse. I didn't want to believe that I had to plan some elaborate vacation, which felt harder than anything in my job to squeeze that into the summer, to make it a great summer for these kids. And I thought, okay. And just one day I said, okay, what would make this the best summer ever? 
And of course I had a whiteboard in the kitchen. That's also a recommendation <laughs> that I have, as, as you know, and I, and we gathered around the whiteboard and we made it fun. It wasn't come to school. Now you're in class. It was fun. And I said, okay, what would make this the best summer ever? And, and they just started throwing out ideas. And instead of putting things like we want to go on a Disney cruise, praise God, they didn't put, say that because I've been on a Disney <laughs> cruise. It's terrible. Um, I, they said things like, could we have ice cream for dinner sometimes? Could we sleep in the backyard? Could we go fishing with dad? Could we? And all of a sudden I looked at this list and I thought, all of these things are so doable. But if I hadn't asked the question, we never would have had the intention of this is the best summer ever. I, my view of the best summer ever would have been way different. And so we left that list up for the entire summer. And every time we did one of the things, we celebrated around the whiteboard and put a star beside it, or we didn't wipe it off because some things we did multiple times. And then it built this excitement to look at the list and say, what are we going to do this week that's on our list? And, and every single year, we just would plan the best summer ever. And it was just a a beautiful time to celebrate that nature is in full like beauty and growth and longer days. And how can we maximize that time of connection versus feeling frustrated by it? And then my favorite, oh my gosh, parenting moment was when Auburn was about 13 and she had some friends stay all night, the last day of school. And so they woke up the first day of summer at our house and I'm of course, working, I think. And I walk out into the kitchen and the, she's making breakfast for her friends. And all of a sudden I hear her say, you guys, let's plan the best summer ever. And she got out the whiteboard. <laughs> I love that so much. She started, it makes me cry every time. I've told that story five times. It, it's just such a beautiful memory. And maybe it's because she's 20 and it feels like it does a slip between your fingers faster than, you know, but, um, they started making a list and it stayed on the whiteboard in our, our house that whole summer. And they would mark things off. And I, I always am reminded that one of the girls said she wanted to kiss a boy that summer. So that created a whole different conversation, whole different talk show (laughs) again, being intentional (laughs) versus just letting life happen. No, but God, I, so I love everything about that so much. And as like, a recovering, <laughs> I'm never going to recover from it, but like as, some, as a work in progress of a high achieving woman who like puts a bunch of guilt on herself and like manages all of these unrealistic expectations of mommy of the year. And, you know, like, let's be real clear though. I'm never going to be that mom. That's like the big sell mom. Like you're getting some Costco cookies for me and it's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy about it. <laughs> but, but it's so easy, like to fall into the comparative trap as parents of oh, so-and-so's family, like the, their kids are doing all these things and there's all these camps and what are your kids doing? And we, it, we don't realize, I think we actually do it to each other, but you know, you just start in a conversation with somebody. It's like, Oh, what are your kids doing this summer? What vacations are you going on this summer? What? And you're like, uh, we're, we're not going on anything. Cause well, cause we have four out of town lacrosse trip. I, like, well, why do we, why do we put that? Like what we're doing compared to somebody else's doing. So I'm so excited and and so grateful that you shared that with me and shared that with others because like 
stop putting the pressure on ourselves to be the answer to our kids joy in the summer and like teaching them how to find that and manufacture that in themselves. Like, I don't think we're serving them if we're trying to do it all for them. And um, that's the other added bonus I'm excited about for this experience too. And just, oh, I love that. I love that. And just being able to share your story with confidence and boldness instead of feeling comparative about it. Mm-hmm. So my kids were never big sports kids. Um, and in a, the Midwest sports is king and queen and prince and princess, right? <laughs> and, and so sometimes people would say, well, what, what kind of sports are your kids are in the summer? And I, I, well, what's Auburn, especially this is my favorite one. What's Auburn doing this summer? I'm like, well, she's going to nap a lot. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And they would look at me like I had three heads, but she was so exhausted. There were so many things from school that were really overwhelming for a couple of years for her. And she gets very anxious. And honestly, she needed the summer to just nap and decompress. And I was so okay with that, but it was so not what people were expecting to hear, but Mm -mm. I knew that's what my kid needed. And we were totally okay with it. Yep. (laughs) 100%. One hundred percent. Yeah, we can yeah. try to control life, or we can just like live, let them live be it. who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to start the program. It starts June twenty first. I'll put a link in the comments, and you're in there. Another friend, another Courtney, another friend of yours, Courtney, yeah. that lives in Denver. She's in, so you can be anywhere. It's all self paced, um, all virtual. So if you want in, yeah, now's the jump time. in, kids. Let's go. Jump in. The water's warm. <laughs> That's right. All right. I love you. I'm sure I'll see you you tonight or tomorrow or have some champagne ready for me for the porch. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, girl. You got it. Thanks. When I work with my clients, I want them to discover their unique personal story so they can then stand tall in that story and live a life full of soul and emotions and their natural curiosity about their unique gifts, talents, and abilities so they can live a thriving life. Because our brains are hardwired for stories and our brain wants us to thrive. So I help my clients tap into that. And I also have a sponsor for this podcast called Storybook, which is a unique and innovative platform that helps you bring your company stories to life by tapping into the emotional flow and the natural curiosity that we have about your products and services. So check them out. You can go to my website, wethrive.live, click on the Stand Tall in Your Story link and see the kind of work they're doing for us or go to their site, cantaloupe.tv and there's hundreds of stories there that they've created that you can experience. Check them out. We're so grateful to work with them and for them to sponsor the podcast. And please join the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community where we can continue the conversation and you can meet other badass high achievers like you. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. If you like the music for the podcast, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music and look up Cameron Hessian Clouds. You can download the full song there. He's got some other stuff out there as well. And y'all, he's my son. It'd be great if you'd go and download some of his stuff. I'm not coming down. I never liked it on the ground. I'm not coming down.